Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronas, it might be a football day today. A lot of football action out there. Yeah, free agency underway. I know it's not official till tomorrow, but... We already know a lot of players and where they're landing for the 2019 season. All right, so let's go through some of these things because there's a lot of moves, dude, and it's it's crazy. It's March. It's baseball time, but here we are talking football. Trey Flowers gets five years, $90 million to go with the Lions, and the Lions have been very active in free agency. Uh, Danny Amendola, Trey Flowers. Are you surprised to see uh, a lot of these guys wanting to go to the Lions? Well, former Patriots, Patricia is familiar with them, so uh, looking to get some of that Patriots magic, bring it to Detroit. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Good luck. Cole Beasley, formerly of the Cowboys, goes to the Bills four years, 29 mil. I actually think that Beasley might be a good fit for Josh Allen because he gets open, but Josh Allen is about 6'5", and he throws the ball about nine feet in the air. I worry if Beasley's tall enough to catch any of his passes. Yeah, I think the issue is going to be the volume. Also, Allen likes to scramble a lot, so he might not you know, see Beasley open immediately, and he'll take off, and he also likes to throw a lot of deep passes. So uh, I don't think from a fantasy perspective you're going to get big numbers out of Beasley. I mean, we know he's not a big play threat to begin with. It's, he's very dependent on volume. So uh, I was a little surprised with this signing, considering some of the depth they had a receiver, and they signed John Brown. I mean, I like. I was that just going to say that. Yeah, that's how. Well, to me, you you you're right. I mean, Josh Allen likes throwing the deep pass, so Robert Foster's there, right? Now you have John Brown. I, I, I get that, but I mean, I guess you do need a slot receiver, and they have nobody there, Ronis. I mean, the Bills stink. Yeah, I mean, they also have Zay Jones, who came on a little bit last year. So, I mean, I, I would prefer Brown to go to a better situation because he, he's a really good player. I mean, the only problem with him has been staying healthy, and he was healthy last year, but obviously his numbers took a big nosedive once Lamar Jackson came in at quarterback because they barely passed the football. But John Brown's a good football player, and, uh, you know, he's he's going to have some big games uh, if Allen continues to make – progress and especially hitting him deep downfield but I'm not really thrilled because you mentioned Zay Jones and then there's Robert Foster and now there's John Brown now there's Cole Beasley and there's Tyler Croft this has the makings of a team where no there's not not one standout no true number one receiver yeah and that's the issue because you still don't look at this as an offense that can produce multiple fantasy assets in the passing game so yeah I would have preferred Brown to go to a better landing spot for fantasy but I do think uh, you know he's a good player and uh, should help the Bills. But fantasy wise, probably going to be probably a more of a best ball format play right. because he'll have a, a few big games here or there. But there'll probably be weeks where he's kind of quiet. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with more with you more about that. Did you see that Frank Gore signed a one? He's going to sign a one year, two million dollar deal to go to the Buffalo Bills to be the backup for Lashawn McCoy. 
Yeah, I think the Bills are going to try and set a record for the oldest backfield in the history <laughs> of the NFL. I mean, geez. And, uh, don't they have another veteran back? Who's the other running back that I'm thinking Chris of? Chris Ivory? Yeah, but he's right. going to be gone. No, there. Ivory's going to be he's gone. He's a free agent? Yeah, he's going to be gone. Okay, I was going to yeah. say. Uh, but yeah, Gore is just unbelievable. Man. I, I think this guy might never retire. I'm starting to think that. Now, Jet fans have to be happy but unhappy. You know, yesterday, I, the, Anthony Barr looked like he was going to go to the Jets, and I was excited about that. And now the Vikings ponied up five years, 67.5 mil, including 33 million guaranteed. He's going back to Minnesota, which. I think is obviously a better move for him, but I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, Jets fans are too, and you do have to keep that in mind, you know, that none of this stuff is official until Wednesday, so nothing is signed, and this happens from time to time, and unfortunately it's the Jets who are on the end of this, uh, so just keep that in, in mind that nothing is official just yet. These are all just reports, and, you know, players can change their mind, especially when they haven't signed anything yet. Now, this one really confounded me. The Dolphins re-signed Devontae Parker to a two-year contract. Man, I thought Parker was going to be long gone, but I guess getting rid of Adam Gase inspired him to stay in Florida. Yeah, when I saw that, too, I'm like, what? And then I thought, and I'm like, yes, Gase is out. That clearly had to be the problem. And they're assuming or hoping that the new coaching staff can come in and get this guy turned around or put him on the right track. We know there's talent there. We've seen glimpses of it. Obviously, last year it was clear Gase was not enamored with him at all. And, you know, they didn't pay much for him either. So I get it from a Dolphins perspective. And it's just a matter of now, okay, can he finally put it together? And there are going to be people who just want no part of him. He'll be so cheap in fantasy that... Well, he's going to have Tyrod Taylor throwing him the ball, dude. Well, yeah. I mean, but we've seen Taylor produce before, though. I guess so. Did you see that Teddy Bridgewater turned down a chance to start for the Dolphins to stay with the Saints? Yeah, that would lead me to believe that maybe he thinks Brees has one year left, and he thinks that you know he'll he'll take over after. Well, or and he also you, likes it there. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you rather stay at a place where you can win a championship than go to Miami? I know you want to start, but that team's a mess. Well, I think honestly, and I had this discussion with someone today. I think it comes down to the money. Uh, and I don't blame players for taking more money. You know, everyone sits here, oh, why would you want to go there? You don't want to win. I mean, these guys are putting their body on the line, so I have no problem with players taking money uh, instead of winning. I think anyone who's a professional, and you know me, I'm ultra competitive, man. I hate to lose, but when you're talking about putting your body on the line, getting that guaranteed money is really important. No, absolutely. So here's an interesting one. The Saints signed Lat Murray, Four years, $14 million. So now Mark Ingram's got to be gone. And you've got to think that now Kamara and Latavius Murray split some time. Murray's interesting because he can't catch anything. And so he won't even be their third downs for sure. But he is a decent goal line back. So, but I've got to think that this will be more 65-35 in favor of Kamara versus Ingram and Kamara, which is a lot more like 50-50. Uh, look, you can say what you want about Latavius Murray. Uh, obviously, a lot of people don't like him, but it's all, we all discuss this all the time. It's about the team you're on and the team context. This is very good for Latavius Murray. They don't want to overwork Kamara. It's clear, and Kamara is valuable in the passing game. They're not going to give Kamara over 200 carries. They just don't. I mean, we've seen it, and I doubt it's going to change. He had 194 last year. So I think they want to keep him in that range. He'll be heavily involved in the passing game. He'll score a lot of touchdowns. He had 18 last year. 
But Murray's going to have valuable uh, value uh, for fantasy. He's going to be like a low-end RB2, high-end RB3. He's going to score, what, seven, eight touchdowns. He's going to get 200 carries in one of the best offenses in the league. They're always near the top for And what if Kamara gets hurt? What if Kamara gets hurt? Then he's a star. Yeah, so he is definitely someone that has value for sure. And think about it. He went from a bad offensive line in Minnesota to now one of the best. So... You can knock the talent all you want and say there's other running backs that are better, but he went to a really good spot. He has value. He does. He has a lot of value. Now, I always think it's interesting when a player gets caught like Landon Collins and he ends up on a team in the same division. Landon Collins going to face the Giants twice. He will be inspired to play very good football for the, Gi- for the Redskins. He will, and this is definitely a case of a guy taking the money, not worried about winning. I mean, the Redskins do this all the time. Boy, man, he got paid. Good for him, but wow. Uh, <laughs> they, they paid him a ton. $32 million. He's gonna 45 get over the- guaranteed, man. <laughs> I Look, Jeez. I don't blame him. I don't, I don't either. Him. I don't Take either. Yeah. You got him, man. You Bye. have to. Yeah. You, you don't know when your career is going to end. I mean, his career could end on the, in preseason. You know, Hopefully not, but I'm just saying that can happen. And now, worst case scenario is $45 million. Everyone criticizes these players, but the owners, you know, if this guy gets hurt, okay, see ya. Oh, well, you didn't have yeah, to Yeah, but look at that. All right. Preston Smith, right? Four years, 52 mil, but he only gets $16 million guaranteed. So at the end of the day, what are the Packers really losing in this deal? $16 yes. mil. I mean, it's, it's worth a shot on a guy. Maybe he plays two years for you, then you cut him. Exactly, and that's what people kind of fail to see. You know, we see the final number of the contract. You have to look and see what is guaranteed. That's the big thing, and that's what the players are trying to do. They're trying to get as much guaranteed money. This isn't baseball where every single penny is guaranteed, even if you get hurt the next day. I just find that so hard to believe that baseball guys have guaranteed contracts. Well, NBA you know, too. NBA has guaranteed contracts, and football players whose bodies are on the line on a, on a weekly basis can't get a guaranteed deal. Because, look, the Packers and Preston Smith, this guy's not young. This guy's going to literally be used for two years and then thrown to the curb. There's no way this guy finishes four years with the Packers. Yeah, it's crazy. We talk about it all the time, uh, about how you know these guys uh, you know get screwed a lot, uh, especially for what they do and put their bodies on the line. So uh, I agree. I mean— you got to get as much guaranteed money as you can. Absolutely. All right. So let's see. Zadarius Smith, who had a couple of very good uh, games last year for, with the Ravens, four years, sixty-six million with um, the Packers. The Packers getting Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith needing to improve that defense. Yeah, and I think they knew that's what they uh, was the focal point here. Maybe they addressed some offense in the draft, but they definitely needed to upgrade the defense. There's talent on this team. I mean, this is a team. Uh, that can make a, a quick ascension. There, there's a lot of talent on this roster. How about the Cleveland Browns, who get Olivia Vernon and Sheldon Richardson, uh, three years, $36 million. Browns, man, I think that's a good bet. If I go to Vegas, I think that's a pretty good bet to see them in the playoffs next year. You better hop on that now before those odds rise, because I think a lot of people are going to feel that way. I mean, this again, this was a team last year that really turned it around. We talked about it numerous times on our show. If they didn't start the year... With uh, uh, Hugh Jackson, this might have been a playoff team. Remember they had three overtime games that they lost? You couldn't win anything. You couldn't win anything. Right. And then once he was gone, you could see they shifted to Baker Mayfield, went with Nick Chubb, and that team turned it around, and they've added some pieces here, another year of growth. Uh, Yeah, they're definitely a dangerous team. And, you know, you look at some of the teams in that division, you know, Pittsburgh obviously – 
taking a little bit of a hit. You know, going to be interesting. They'll still be good, but you know, you you they're not the dominant force they once were. Baltimore undergoing a lot of change. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot of people probably picking Cleveland to make the playoffs out of that division. I'm going to tell you something here. I would think that the Ravens took a lot of teams by surprise last year with Lamar Jackson. That surprise won't be there anymore. Plus, when you lose guys like C.J. Mosley and Terrell Suggs and Weddle, that team is going to look very different next year. I don't know how far. I don't know whether that Ravens team goes more than six and ten. Uh, yeah, I mean they're still they have lost a lot. Let's see what they do. And Alex Collins is out too. Draft. Yeah, I mean I don't think that was a a big no. loss. I mean they they didn't they didn't really love him. No, I know. I'm just giving you guys. I mean, all these guys that you know and are familiar with with the Ravens are all gone. All right, C.J. Mosley, speaking of him, he signs with the Jets. Five years, $85 million, $51 big million guaranteed bonus. That's the same bonus you got at Scout. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, just maybe, I think you got a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, $5.10 you got. You got 51 Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the Jets obviously have some money to spend. Uh, look at upgrade that defense. So mostly a uh, good linebacker was one of the highest graded linebackers last year by PFF. All right, let's talk about the Jets. The Jets agree to terms with two guys. One is Jamison Crowder and two is Josh Bellamy. I happen to like Jamison Crowder in real football. I, I think for fantasy, his value really d- dips here. I mean, you've got an Unway, you've got Robbie Anderson, you've got Herndon. And I don't know what Crowder's really going to do. Yeah, good uh, real-life signing, I agree. Fantasy, I don't know. And Crowder's been a guy that I've been drafting the last couple years. Injuries were a big factor. But now, you know, uh, second-year quarterback, you know, Robbie Anderson's there, Anunwa. So there's some a lot of mouths there to feed. I don't think he's going to be a guy that commands all of the receptions there. So probably better real-life play. Uh I don't, he won't be as expensive in draft stars as he was originally. I mean, we've seen him go sixth, seventh round. There were some high hopes for him. Yeah, no, no more there. Devin Funches goes to the Colts, and I think that may be a very underrated signing. Funches not a bad receiver. Cam Newton, trust me when I tell you, Andrew Luck is going to be a dream. I mean, Funches is going to love Luck's balls versus Cam Newton, who is all over the place. I think Funches he may only get five or six targets a game, but I could see him going like four for seventy and eight touchdowns. Well, obviously an upgraded quarterback there for sure. We know the Colts need some weapons on the offensive side. I, For now, it's good. I want to see what else they do here. Dontrell Inman came on a little bit last year, you know, and I think he's yeah. been solid. Obviously, they got T.Y. Hilton, Ebron. So I want to see what else they do here. But for now, yeah, I mean, they didn't pay much for him. He's 24 years old, one year, and you see what he can do with Andrew Locke. So Tyron Matthew gets $42 million to be, uh, to be the Chiefs' uh, safety there. I love Eric Berry, man, but Eric Berry cannot stay healthy. Yeah, I don't think they're going to bring him back. No, me either. I, why? Base. Yeah, yeah, no way. No way. I, I mean, you, but I, I like Barry Moore as a player, but you just can't rely on him. The guy's missed, like, how many games over the last few years? Yeah, it's unfortunate. He was one of the top safeties and just uh, has not been able to stay healthy and then had that uh, injury. All right, I'm going to give you a guy, Ronas, who I like a lot, but it just shows you how little running backs are getting paid. Mike Davis goes to the Bears, two-year, six mil. Man, if you, wa- if you watched Mike Davis last year, you could not take that guy down with three players. He was a really tough running back last year. No, he was, and obviously you've heard a lot of 
rumors about Jordan Howard being dealt and maybe he's not a part of the offense. Obviously, Tariq Cohen is going to be the pass catching back. So that's the only thing. It could limit him a little bit in PPR leagues, but I'm intrigued to see what the Bears do here because, yes, Davis ran real hard last year. Uh, they, but Seahawks had a, a nice backfield, you know, and it, it hurt Penny because he couldn't move up with Davis and Carson playing so well. And the truth is Mike Davis can catch the football, which Jordan Howard yes. could not do. So I think Mike Davis is a very, as much as you said Lat Murray was a sneaky play, I think Mike Davis is very sneaky too. He could be. It's just a, I would think you're right. He can't catch the football, but that's kind of where Cohen fits in. No, I know, but there were times last year where they did not use Cohen enough. Uh, early in the year, like the first couple weeks, I was like, what And is late going in the on? year. How about yeah. the championship game where I got like 10 yards from him against the 49ers? Yeah, that, that was weird because I thought he would be utilized more as a weapon in that offense, and there were just too many weeks where he, it just seemed like he wasn't even part of the game plan. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how teams are setting themselves up between now. I don't think that there are a lot of great players in free agency, though. No, it's not a good class. Well, on the offensive side, especially for fantasy purposes, it's, there's not a lot of uh, impact players. I mean, John Brown, three years? I mean, he's okay, but he's not special to me. And he's probably one of the best receivers out there, him and Funches. Yeah, I think that is true. And that's uh, not a class where you go, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah. All right. We'll go through some more football. And of course, we'll talk baseball. We're Scout Fantasy Sports. I'm Dr. Roto along with Adam Ronis. And we'll be back with you right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Rain dance! Make it rain. One of our guys on Twitter has a team name for you, Joe Melville. What about two for the price of one? Oh, what about? Damn. I like Bryce Harper being price, right? So what about worth the $300 million Bryce tag? Worth the Bryce tag? Something like that. Bryce tag. I think you got to go with something like that using Bryce and the money that he just signed. And what was the first one he used? Two for the price of one. I like that, man. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. All right, we're back. Scout Fantasy Sports. Dr. Roto here with Adam Ronis. And just, we need you to go to scoutfantasysports.com, enter the promo code BATS50, 
And what we're going to do is we're going to give you 50% off your first two months if you join us. And hopefully we'll help you win a fantasy baseball championship. Runners, you're literally writing every day, every minute. Yeah, definitely. And uh, updating my rankings, too. You know, as a big draft weekend this week, uh, I have a couple drafts myself, an auction on Thursday night, NFBC auction on Sunday. So uh, I'm right there with you guys. And, uh, you know, I don't see... There's not going to be major updates, I don't think. I mean, obviously, a couple of injuries the last couple of days, and uh, but anything could happen. And we've actually had quite a few guys banged up. You know, no one's to miss the season yet, but uh, I think there's been more injuries this spring than last year. Don't we always? I mean, don't we always say that? What do you mean? Don't we always feel like there's a lot of injuries? No, I don't think there was last year in the spring. Really? Yeah, there was no significant injuries this year. It's more. Uh, no one to miss the season yet, but we got Severino, Carlos Martinez, Vladimir Guerrero. Kyle Seager. Yeah, I mean, that's not a big deal. I mean, it's a guy going around 20. I'm just I mean, saying, if you're a Mariners fan, it's big. How about Jose, Jorge Alfaro? Got bad knees. Yeah, that's another guy. Number two catcher. No one cares. All right. I'm just saying these are guys that, are, that people draft, though. They're, yeah, in know. deeper formats, yes. What about Altuve? What's up with him? Uh, I'm concerned. It seems like no one's really talking about it, but he's been out with side soreness, and he was supposed to be back on Thursday, then Saturday, and now they're sitting him out. And I just worry about this guy long term. You know, he's got a small body. Last year, we saw the knees act up. Uh, you know, obviously the Astros have a reason to be cautious at this point, but I see some people like, oh, well, Altuve was taking two last year. Now he's late first round. He's a bargain. Uh, I disagree. He's not a player. That I want to take, I could, you know, I could easily see him, you know, producing, and we know he's going to hit for average. But I just worry that the power is not going to be what it was, and I don't think the stolen bases are going to be what it was. Why would they have him run if he's already banged up? He has a bad knee already from last year. He's hitting, you know, near the top of the lineup. You got good bats. Why are you going to force this guy to run? You know, so I have concerns about Altuve. Uh, I don't think he's as good a value as everyone thinks. So uh, I didn't mention this to you. I should have because I wasn't here yesterday. Um, I went to the uh, Red Sox-Met game this weekend. So I'm going to give you some uh, takeaways. Ready? Did you watch the game at all on TV? Uh, I don't think I saw Mets-Red Sox this weekend, no. All right. First of all, Zach Wheeler looked great. Four innings and he looked great. Secondly, I've never seen a ball go off a bat as quickly as the one that left the, uh, Peter Alonso's bat. Oh, that I think I saw. And then he hit another one yesterday. It was a double. But, yeah, that oh. guy's got immense power. And the funny thing is, he's not a big upper body. His lower body may be the biggest thing I've ever seen. He had tree chunks for legs, dude. It was enormous. And he hit a single. It was a rocket. I mean, the single almost was as hard as the home run. But the ball, when he hit that ball, it went off Matt Barnes. It literally left the stadium in, I would say, less than three seconds. Yeah, it's looking like there's a better shot for him to make the team opening day. Obviously, Jay Lowry doesn't look like he's close to return. Same with Todd Frazier. Now, they do have J.D. Davis. Uh, Dominic Smith has actually had a good spring, too. So that gives well, that was my number option. J.D. Davis looked great. He should be playing third base against lefties. Yeah, and it's certainly possible at this point. Uh, looks like, though, that they might move McNeil. McNeil made a terrible play. Uh, in the outfield the other day, and there's talk about you know him playing a little bit more infield. So, yeah, all these guys are worth keeping an eye on. You know, I did take Alonso a little bit early in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational just because 
there was no value in that draft. And I felt like, all right, you know what? I'm going to have to take a shot on some big upside guy uh, because it was not your typical draft. I'm hoping that the Mets don't mess around with service time. Or oh, he was sensational. Case. Yeah, Adam. I mean, just, sensational. He's not good defensively, from what I've seen. He he made a good not... play though on Saturday. He he made a, there was one good play that I was like, wow, that was a good play by him. I know he's not great. He's a little stiff, but he's not bad. Yeah, I saw a play where any first baseman would have scooped it out uh, on a bad throw, a, a one bouncer, and he couldn't handle it. So you know, that's obviously something that. You're going to have to work on, and he just needs more reps out there. But, you know, his back can make up for it for sure. So I'm hoping that he begins the year with the team, if not is called up two to three weeks in. Please, for, for the love of God, this guy actually brings some excitement to, to the Mets offense. He's, he's so necessary. All right, so let's see. For the, for the Reds, so that was with the Mets. I thought J.D. Davis looked great. I thought Peter Alonso looked amazing. Zach Wheeler was untouchable. Yeah, Wheeler, Wheeler, I think, is the real deal. And I know people look at his draft price and say, oh, my goodness, how can I pay for Zach Wheeler? But, you know. He was hitting 98, dude. He was hitting 98 on the gun. Yeah, he's 28 years old. People forget he was taking sixth overall by the Giants. And, you know, he did stay healthy last year. So there's always risk with any pitcher. And, you know, he easily could get hurt into the season. You could come back and say, oh, I told you. But you're paying for a potential real high ceiling in the sixth, seventh round. I am willing to do it. Uh, he was able to go 182 innings last year. He was dominant in the second half. Yep. He does not allow hard contact at all. He had one of the lowest uh, hard hit rates in baseball. He was at 24.8% last year. And uh, you know, I just think that uh, he can really... Uh, live up to his draft value, obviously, if he stays healthy. But we could say that about almost any pitcher. No, he, you know, it's funny because the, the, on Saturday, it was Eduardo Rodriguez against Zach Wheeler. And these are both two guys who I'm interested in. But Eduardo Rodriguez does his usual thing. Some guys, he looks sensational where he throws four pitches and he gets a strikeout. And then he starts nibbling. And then he starts nibbling more. And then he's throwing a lot of pitches. And I just thought that Wheeler was way more aggressive. And I looked at Eduardo Rodriguez, and I'm like, this is why I never draft this guy. Because in the fifth inning, he's at 100 pitches. And it's just such a struggle because when he's on, he's got great stuff. Yeah, I think he's also working on a new pitch, too. I think he's working on a slider. So you have to keep that in mind with the spring training. A lot of these guys are experimenting uh, with a new pitch. And that could be a factor as well. I still have interest in Rodriguez. He's only 25 years old, and that has been one of the issues. He's got to learn to be more economical and efficient with his pitches so he can work a little bit deeper into the game. But we did see the strikeout rate jump last year, and now it's just a matter of him staying healthy and giving us you know, 160, 107 innings. That's something that we haven't seen from him yet. Well, I'll tell you this. The biggest takeaway from the Red Sox, Matt Barnes was, uh, was disgusting. Tyler Thornburg was disgusting. And it made me realize that this bullpen, I don't know why they're not paying for Kimbrell. They need him so desperately. If they go into the season with this bullpen, I'm telling you that they're not even going to sniff the playoffs. Because when Eduardo Rodriguez gets taken out in the fifth inning, they, there's no way they're going to be able to hold a, a lead. I just don't think this is good enough. Brazier's not healthy. Barnes is, is good, but not great. He looked terrible on Saturday. I know we can't just call that, you know, this is what it's going to be all season. But, man, I think a bullpen is a significant problem. When the Yankees have the best bullpen in the American League and they're in your division, it's a problem. They'll make a move. They're going to make some trades. I'm pretty sure of it. I think they just don't want to pay Kimbrough and go over the luxury tax. And, you know, he is an older closer. And, and maybe they know something. Um, you know, it really doesn't 
it doesn't make sense to pay a closer the money that Kimbrel wants. Uh, you know, he's getting older. He has a lot of wear and tear on him, and uh, I don't think you should invest heavily in a closer. Uh, they're probably hoping that the price comes down and that no one is willing to pay him, or maybe he settles for a one-year deal. Then I think they would probably go after him, but uh, they do have some issues right now in the bullpen. And uh, for fantasy, too, it's uh, a little bit of a concern right now because people are taking Barnes as the closer, and while he does have some ability and, and can pile up strikeouts, you know, he did have issues with the control last year. So uh, the Red Sox bullpen is uh, one of the biggest areas of concern for them heading into the season. All right, why do I love Sean Childs? So I, t- I put out a, a tweet. I'm like, the Red Sox bullpen is in trouble. And Sean Childs tweets out, Darwinson Hernandez will help them in their bullpen. I'm like, only Sean would come up with Darwinson Hernandez, who played for the Portland Sea Dogs last year, Ronas. Well, that's what you got to do. Sometimes you got to dig real deep and look for the dark cross, and sometimes it will not hit, and they won't get the opportunity, and sometimes uh, they will. Look, every year we go through this. By the time the middle of the season comes or late in the year, there's a guy or a few closing that we just did not have on our radar at all in February or March. It happens all the time. There's always players that come out of nowhere and surprise, and you know we try and dig deep and find those guys now. But sometimes they just pop out of nowhere and all of a sudden they're closing and saving 15 games and helping determine fantasy baseball championships. All right, there's a little uh, stuff here about uh, Le'Veon Bell, by the way. I don't mean to switch back to football. Well, the Jets made a best and final offer to Bell, the Ravens are still in it. And Bell has indicated to some friends around the league how much he likes Baltimore. It seems like Ravens versus Jets for Bell at the end, according to the rap sheet, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, there's a lot of bad reporting out there today, and I think uh, Bell is even like having fun with this, and there's been fake accounts. So just be real careful with all this Le'Veon Bell stuff until it's final. And Rappaport was the same guy who said Brown was going to the Bills on Saturday night. Oh, that's true. But he had the right. He had Brown. John Brown went to the Bills, Ronis. Right. Well, <laughs> there was a typo then. Antonio and John. Uh, Come on, really you could exactly you could get those same. guys. Yeah, you could get those guys confused. Yeah, definitely. There's not much of a difference at all. Oh, this one's great. I love when people do this. If Le'Veon Bell signs with the Ravens, I'll pay everyone who retweets this ten bucks. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that the money will be deposited <laughs> in the account. Has anyone ever received any deposits from that? Yeah. Here, let me give stuff? you my social security number. That'll help. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just to get well, some followers. And then I hope you, everyone follows him when he doesn't get the money. Do you think that the Ravens will go for Bell? I mean, it does make a little sense there, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, they they could they do need a running back, right? So. Yeah. You don't have Collins anymore. Kenneth Dixon gets injured going to get groceries in the morning. You've got Jackson. You, you need to get. You need to have a. The, the passing game is suspect. You're going to have to run the ball a lot and throw a lot of short passes. He might fit in, and you know that he's going to want to stick it to the Steelers twice a year. That is true, and uh, that will be a team that runs the football a lot. And then you know, with Lamar Jackson at quarterback too, uh, yeah, that that certainly could be something that fits. What about Mark Graham to the Ravens? Mark Ingram to the to the Ravens? That's another good one too because they'll run the hell out of the football. So I think there's still something left with Ingram for sure. I know he's 29, but uh, for sure, I think that would be a really good fit. If Mark Ingram goes to the Ravens, is he a third round pick? I think he'd be in that mix. Don't you right? think he'll get heavy volume in that offense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. get huge volume in that bit. Now, if Bell goes to the Ravens, you taking him top five? Uh, top five. It'll be. Do you take Bell next year? Is Bell a guaranteed first round pick? Do you worry that he missed last year, and does that make you devalue him at all? 
I don't think it hurts him that much. I mean, less wear and tear on the body. I think you have to wonder what kind of shape he's in. Because wasn't there a report a couple weeks ago that he was 260? Yeah. No. So, and then, then, then somebody came out and said that was a lie. But people always do that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be the biggest concern is, okay, really now, and from now to the start of the season. But less wear and tear certainly is a, a positive there for any running back. Yeah, I mean, I, I do worry, but I think that, look, Marshawn Lynch came back and looked pretty good after missing time. Yeah, we know Marshawn Lynch was what he was probably doing off the field. Yeah, and he, exactly. <laughs> he, he had a lot of munchies. It wasn't like, exactly. he, was, it wasn't like he was slender. He's just, he's just, but he really is beast mode, man. That guy's just fun to watch, man. You just, it's hard to take that guy down. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. All right, a couple more free agent signings here. Adam Humphreys. Going to the Titans, four years, 36 mil. Man, he should give some money to Ryan Fitzpatrick for making him a career. For sure. I mean, this is better from real life. I just don't think there's going to be enough fantasy value in this offense from what we've seen. They just have not taken that step up. This is not an offense that is going to produce big fantasy numbers. Uh, Obviously, in Tampa Bay, it was one of the more high-volume passing attacks in the league, so it allowed him to to get a lot of volume and there were so many weapons around them that teams had to worry about. But for me, uh, I liked them last year anyway, uh, but obviously Chris Godwin, a big boost here. Uh, he's going to be a stud. You look at the numbers last year when he started, he always put up big numbers. Uh, so this is really good for Chris Godwin. Well, Bruce Arians doesn't really use the tight end very well. So I do worry but I, whether don't that's going to affect O.J. Howard. Don't you think you have to, though? Don't you? Have yeah, O.J. Howard is a beast, dude. Yeah, oh, my is. God. Oh. So I think, I think this bodes well for O.J. Howard, too, because, you know, Deshaun Jackson is gone as well. So now you cut down some of the volume. I'm sure they'll add another receiver or so. But, you know, you got to think that Evans, Godwin, and Howard get the bulk of the targets. Well, I think so for sure. And the truth of the matter is I don't think either of those guys – I think they were getting in the way. I think Deshaun Jackson and Humphreys were getting in the way of Mike Evans, Howard, and Godwin, who need the ball. Those guys need their playmakers. Yeah, I mean, from a real-life NFL offense, it worked because you had so many weapons. You know, you got to worry about Deshaun deep. So, But either way, I think the offense could still have success. And, you know, Godwin, there were games where he was fourth among wide receivers in snaps, and that was one of the biggest things you had to worry about in fantasy. There were weeks where he just... You, you had trepidation about starting him because you're like, well. Disappeared, just disappeared. Yeah, well, you're like, Humphreys is playing more snaps than him, and you got Evans, you got Howard before he got hurt, and there were three for, for 50 games. And then whenever Godwin was playing, you know, near the top of the team in snaps, he produced. All right, don't call me crazy, but if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I offer Blake Bortles a contract. Well, I mean, I guess at that point, what do you have to lose, right? Nothing, right? Maybe he just was in a bad spot. Maybe he didn't like the team. Maybe he didn't like a Doug Marone. Maybe he didn't like a hundred things. But Blake Bortles, a huge, huge guy, you know, with an arm. And he did flash, and that they almost made the Super Bowl with him. I mean, maybe some team should give this guy a shot. Well, to me, he was in a good situation there in Jacksonville, and he didn't produce. Now, did he have a lot of weapons? No, but... They had a good running game. They had a really dominant defense. And, yes, they were close to knocking off New England. But, I mean, there are just times where Bortles just looks like he's clueless. So I understand your sentiment where it's it's Miami. It's like, okay, what do you have here now? So take a shot 
if you're not going to, the market obviously is thinning out. Or the Giants. You know what? If I'm the Giants, I know this sounds ridiculous. I might sign Blake Bortles to like a mil, one year, one million bucks. To see what just, he can do. Yeah, maybe right. he, Eli's got to go anyway, and maybe I don't have to waste a pick on Haskins because I need like 17 guys on defense now. Maybe I'd see where that takes me. And you're hearing a lot of rumors about the Giants trading Beckham too. What are the Giants doing, man? I, you know, if they trade Beckham, I don't know if I can be a Giant fan anymore. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I know I that. I don't think I can. I don't I think, think a, I can. I think a lot of Giants fans are already upset with the direction of the team. And, I am. Uh, I, you know what it is, Adam? And, you know, you're, you're, you're a diehard Cowboy fan, and I, I appreciate that. I, I like the Giants, but if the Giants lose, I can get over it. But, you know, I'm a fantasy guy, but I, I think I may have to move on. I may have to move on from them because I can't. If they trade Beckham, I couldn't imagine how stupid you'd be. What are you going to get for this guy? You better get three first-round picks for him. He's the best receiver in football. You won't. I mean, obviously, he's younger than Antonio Brown, but you saw what happened with Brown, a third and a fifth. You just can't get the value. And if teams are knowing that you want to deal Beckham, too, then they have a little bit more leverage where they don't need to pay market value. That's the problem. When you have those type of players and you're trying to trade them, you're never going to get proper market value back. You can say whatever you want. Beckham is the most skilled receiver I have ever seen in my life. I, I just haven't seen anything like it. He's got hands. He can jump. He um, Look, Antonio Brown's great. Julio Jones, great. Neither of them have the skill set that Beckham has. Beckham yeah, catches he, with one hand. And he's explosive. He can take it to the house on any play. Yeah. You, can you, do you say that about Brown? I, you know, I think he's just a great receiver. I don't think I don't see him as a take-it-to-the-house guy every time. No. Crazy. All right. The Jaguars did sign a big quarterback, and they paid this dude uh, $50 million guaranteed, $88 million in four years. I'll never see that kind of money. Who is it? And was he worth it? We'll discuss when we return right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies, to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number 1. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Morning after. We've got to Chelsea Handler. This country needs more weed, not less. Everyone needs to be smoking weed and not to be like screwed up, to be like functioning and to be A, tolerant of all the annoying people you run into all day, and B, <laughs> to get actually stuff done. Cannabis is such a help to so many people who have anxiety. I used to take Xanax like three times a week. I haven't taken a Xanax in like three, six months because of cannabis. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 
All right, we're back for Scout Fantasy Sports. Dr. Rohn along with Adam Ronas. Ronas, I'm very confused about this. We're talking about Tout Wars. By the way, I can't make Tout Wars this year. I'm having somebody draft for me because I'm dealing with a foot injury. I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the injured list, Ronas. What's the timetable? At least two or three weeks in a boot. Okay. It's not good. It's not good, dude. I don't know. I, I was looking forward to coming up. I was looking forward to going to Tout. I was looking forward to call the uh, NFBC draft. I'm not happy about this. But I just got this email that basically says after. So, I mean, they literally. I, I, I like Peter. They're nice guys, but they're always tweaking something in this. So, literally, about three weeks ago, he says, check the Constitution. I put in new, new points for the, for the points league. Right? And then he says, there was a typo in the scoring in the Constitution. A win for a pitcher should have been five points, not four. Well, I thought it was four up to like three days ago. Then he says, after some furious discussion, it seems like a positive thing to reserve two roster spots for relievers. A reliever is a pitcher with five relief appearances in the current year of the preceding one. All right, I get that, but isn't it just nine pitchers? Why do I have to have two mandatory relievers? I mean, I have no issue with that. I do that in my league, that you have to have, uh, I think it's three starters, two relievers, and then five open roster spots. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. And in a head-to-head league, you can find uh, relievers that technically are starters from last year. And I think that's what a lot of people do in head-to-head leagues is they try to purposely find, you know, starting pitchers who you can put in your RP spot. So I think it just it does incorporate a little bit more strategy. I don't, I don't understand it. Isn't more strategy use your nine spots where, however you want? Because Andrew Lamont last year drafted like seven relievers. And some people draft only starters. Well, you can you, still do that now, too. Yeah, but if I have to use two relievers out of my nine spots, then I'm not. Yeah, you can. You can find Ryan Yarbrough, right? He's technically a reliever, and he's going to start a little bit. Or he's going to, you know, there, there's plenty of guys like that that have the eligibility. If it's only five relief spots from last season, uh, then you can find starters. So if you want to go nine starters, you technically can I guess so. It's so confusing. I don't know. I, I Stop tweaking the points, dude. Stop tweaking the points. Put one thing in. Once it's in the Constitution, let's leave it there. How about that? I think they're kind of experimenting with that, too. That's the one thing with the points leagues is that people do play in them quite a bit, but the problem is there's really no universal scoring. In one league, it's minus one for a K. In other leagues, the offense is not penalized for a K. One league, it's three stolen bases. Another, it's one or two. So that's the biggest problem with trying to help people out with points league is the scorings are different across the board. I know. Well, should there be one for every league? I mean, you can't really do that, right? People tweak everything. Uh, Yeah, but I think we should try and get to something uh, that's a little common. Uh, Maybe it would help the game a little bit. Look, I understand in football we have different scoring too, but it's pretty much you know either half-point PPR, non-PPR, full-point PPR. It's usually one point for 10 yards. Yeah, but the Players' Championship gives 1.5 points to a tight end reception. My friend is doing that one of those leagues. He sends me the the draft board. I'm like, Travis Kelsey with a sixth pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean, but that's also to give people different options too. You know, it's just like anything. It's like, well, you know, some people don't like that format. They don't have to play in it. Others like, you know, the extra flex spot, like the Fantasy Football World Championship, because I like that. I, I always believe, man, that you should have bigger starting roster spots. For those that tell me they play in 10-team leagues, I won't. But that doesn't mean you can't if you have fun playing it. But if you are going to play in a 10-team league, expand the starting rosters, man. 
make it more challenging because especially if you you know listen to our show you're a subscriber to scoutfantasysports.com you're going to have a leg up on the competition most of the time so you need to take advantage of the player pool you should have more starting lineup spots so you know it's just no like, i love i love that about the world championship i love that extra flex position i've always done it in my home yeah. league i always add an extra flex spot i mean we I do a 14 team league we do two running backs three receivers two flex spots and a tight end yeah. it benefits the smart it Absolutely. benefits smart people yeah. because you're going to draft some under the radar guy you know round 13 round 14 and in most leagues you're not going to be able to start him here in this format boom now all of a sudden you got a starter and maybe gives you an advantage over a big portion of your league. But I am going to agree with Jake Seeley, and I rarely ever agree with Jake, to be quite honest with you. I am going to agree with Jake Seeley by getting rid of the kicker. Yeah, a lot of my leagues already have. Uh, I think that kicker is so, especially on, you know, in, in DFS, it was horrible. Because, you know, in the, in the World Championship, it could be a difference, but you don't want to lose because your kicker had three field goals versus two. I don't see... Do you see the our, our, our contest eliminating kickers? I haven't heard any talk. Then let, let's go to a third flex. Give me a third flex. Get rid of the kicker. Do you think it will happen? No. Well, yes, if enough people complain. But not in the near future. Not next year. Okay. Maybe. But I think it, if we all got to Las Vegas and we all I, complained, yes, it would uh, change. I think there are some people, though, who actually do like the kicker and think it is skillful to select one, but you, I don't know how, like, you can predict whether a team's going to kick five or six field goals in a given week. Yeah, you want to lose to me because I had Justin Tucker and you didn't? Or even a lesser kicker that you streamed, Yeah, right? yeah. And then you're wasting streaming money on, on a kicker? I don't know. I really think we should get, like, 100 people together and just say, let's stop it. I, I can, Honestly, I, I think if I put out a petition to the entire, you know, community, we'd get rid of the kicker. Well, then, how do you feel about defense, though? Well, it's funny you should say that because I'd like to get rid of that too, but I probably would leave that because that's based on, on a whole team, not just one dude. Okay. I mean, but it is so, somewhat fluky because, you know, if a team gets two defensive touchdowns that week, it's a big score. I, I, that's true. That's true. But I, I don't know. I, I think I could live with defense. You know what I'd love to do? Give me some IDP. Give me three IDP players. I don't Get rid of kicker and defense and give me three IDP players. I'll be very, very happy. I don't ever think that's going to become mainstream. You know, in my league, at home league, we do six IDPs. Two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two defensive backs. I love that. that. But even with that, you don't even need to draft them early. I never do. Oh, no, I know. But how about that as a wrinkle? Get rid of kicker and defense and add me three or four IDP guys. Never will happen. You know why? And I'm not, I'm not saying this to be critical of fantasy football players they don't want to work on the other side of the ball no that's true that's you true. know i just again i think fantasy football is the most popular because it's, it's easy it, i don't want to say it's easy no no setting your lineup is easy you got right 10 it's spots. not as cool. much maintenance you right. know right. now i know there's people out there who play in like 200 leagues and all the waiver wires okay yeah that's a lot of work for you but the average person who's playing in two three four leagues you know, they do their waiver wire Tuesday, Wednesday night. Okay, check your lineup for Thursday, and then come back and set your lineup Sunday. It's not as much maintenance, and, you know, everyone knows the offensive player. I mean, there's people who play fantasy football, casual players, who don't even know anything about the offensive lines. Right. No, so no, do you think true. they want to go to the other side of the football now and study defenses? They don't. I just don't ever see it become mainstream. I just don't. It, it's funny, though. I, I, I happen to love it. I play in a couple of IDP leagues, and I love it. I like it, too. Like I said, I mean, I always tell people, 
okay, you want to try and incorporate IDP into your league, start off with three. And, you know, maybe a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and a defensive we have like nine or ten, We have like nine or ten in my leagues. Well, Jeez I'm saying for yeah. those that have never played and you're trying to incorporate, you can't start it off with nine. People are going to be overwhelmed. You know, give no, them- no, I, I like one, one defensive line, one linebacker, one, one you know, cornerback safety. I'm fine with that. Just to start and then yeah. see how people react to it. Maybe they're like, oh, this is fun. I like this better than D. Okay, now we're going to expand it. Now we're going to add another D lineman, a linebacker, defensive back. So A little taste, Ronis. Right. But yeah. I just I don't think it's ever going to become mainstream. I just don't. Like, I can't no, see it. No, I, I, and I'm okay with that. But take away the kicker and add me a third flex. Or take away the kicker and defense and add me a third flex. I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. I, I think that would... Uh... And some leagues have already started to do it. I mean, I think there's been more of an outcry with the kickers uh, over the last couple of years. And... Uh, we have. I have seen leagues with uh, no kickers. I haven't seen the defense completely eliminated yet, though. All right, let me add this one here. Hold on a second. How about I'm going to send this out to my rule, to my to my commissioner, to my yeah, my, my football commissioner. I'm going to be abolish oh abolish kickers. See if it goes anywhere because we always can do new rules. And oh, what so, did they do? They put it to vote or the commissioner? Yeah, they put it decides? to vote. So here's P- Peter Kreutzer right back. By the way. Yes, by the definition, there are nine slots. Two of them must be filled by a player who qualifies a reliever. It's a pretty loose definition, so it shouldn't change anyone's draft. Ideally, it will limit the starting pitching streaming a little. Hmm. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I actually like it. I, I think you should have some type of... I, I, I don't really like the all-nine pitchers. I just... Getting back to this, I know we're flip-flopping. I don't like... I guess, but we are talking about rules with leagues. I don't like being told what I have to do in a league. I quit a league because of that, Ronald. It was eight pitchers, six starters, and two relievers mandatory. You're told what you have to do in football. It's the same thing. You have to start two running backs, three receivers. So what's the difference? Because that's the norm. This league was six starters and two relievers. That was it. I think you're completely overreacting. It's two relievers. It's not a big deal. At all. Again, there's a there's plenty of starting pitchers that qualify under that rule. No, but but let me explain to you. Ross Stripling, ready to go. I know, but the thought was I like relievers and I was gonna use them and now people are gonna use them and I was gonna that was an advantage. They might not. The people who have those two reliever spots may say, Okay, fine, I'm gonna put starters in that spot. I don't want any relief pitchers. And the relievers should be, I would think, cheaper in that format. I don't know what the exact numbers are. As far as saves, but there might be some people who completely say, you know what, the position is volatile as is. I'm not going to pay up. I'm just going to punt that position. So there will be people that do that. If that's the case and you want to roll in the opposite directions, I think you should be able to get some of those relievers uh, cheaply. Right, but we can make moves also on Fridays. Well, So I could take out my starters and put in five relievers on the weekend. Now people will already do that because they have two relievers I'm, mandatory. I'm, I'm unsure. Well, why? I don't understand why. Every other top wars, you can't change your pitchers on Friday. You can. And the, one league, and the one league where you shouldn't be able to, head-to-head. Yeah. You could change your whole team. To? I could change my whole team on Friday. Yes, I could change six players on Friday. I, I don't understand that. Like, I can't make any changes except I know. I can. players. I can. It's in the, it's in the Constitution. Ah, okay. Every Friday, I, I can make moves. So basically, my strategy was to take guys and shift them in. Yeah, it makes sense. So, so wait, that, you guys can make you guys can um, you add drops on Friday? No, no, there's no add drops. Okay. I can uh, reserve actives. Okay, yeah. So then it makes sense in that league really to load your bench with pitchers. That's my point. So my point was I was going to stash like four relievers and just bring them in on the weekend. So now what? everybody's going to do that. So 
Uh, okay, so <laughs> strategically, it hurt me. How do you know that everyone else was going to not do what you do? You think everyone else? Nobody is did it last year. Nobody did it last year except me. <laughs> I thought you said Andrea had a bunch of relievers. She did, and then when she wasn't getting pitching points, she dumped them, and that's when I picked them up and just started using them on the on the, on the weekend. I don't know. Maybe people didn't realize you could change your lineup up from Friday. I think I didn't. I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't realize I, it the first month. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, I could do that? Wait a second. And I must have lost at least the first two or three weeks for that reason. I probably would have won Tout Wars if I had just read the rules closely. Well, that's one of the fundamentals is to read the rules, man. All How right, many, I all preach right, it over all the right. years. I know. You don't, I, know. I don't listen to you. I, you don't listen to anyone. I really don't. I listen to my wife, my parents, you name it. I just, I don't. I don't. I almost listen to you, Ronis, because you're the only, you're, like, you're talking in my ear. I can't not listen to you. No, nah, you could easily just stare ahead and, you know. You know, go into space. <laughs> it's been done before by exactly. many others, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I guess it's. I guess I get it. I just don't like it when it's when you're forcing it because I think strategically I was going to use it to my advantage. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to change drastically for a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what people are thinking and uh, how they were going to address this. And uh, who knows. What 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 others are thinking in that format? There's Everyone. a lot better a lot of better people in my head-to-head league this year. Ryan Bloomfield from Baseball HQ, your boy Ian Khan, Clay Link, Sporer, Sealy, uh, Dan Stratford, this guy Ralph Lifshitz from uh, Rasball. There's a lot of good players in this league. Well, that's good, right? Don't you want competition? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. As a matter of fact, no, I want to win. You play in high stakes <laughs> leagues, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, in football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Do, do you feel like you're better in one sport than another? Like, do you feel like you're much better in baseball than you are in football? No. I actually think I'm pretty good in basketball, Everything. football, and baseball. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'm really, really, really good in football and baseball. I used to be good. I used to be really good, but now I find like I'm good, but not as, I'm not as sharp. What happened? I don't know. I don't know if I'm as interested in baseball when the season starts. Like once like July 4th hits, I really stop paying attention. Even if you're in contention for money? I, I do it on fumes, but I'm not as locked in because I'm starting to pay attention to football come August. Multitask, man. Oh, I didn't tell you. I was in third place in golf this on Saturday. At the end of Saturday, I was seventh place on FanDuel and 20th place in DraftKings, dude. I'd almost was like had my retirement fund. And then what happened on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. I finished like 106th on FanDuel, and I finished like 330-something on, on DraftKings. Yeah, that, that one-day swing. Uh, they talk about the four-day sweat in golf oh. and uh, the ups and downs. And But on maybe- Saturday, I checked it at the game, and I looked at my son. I'm like, oh, my God. I was in third place on DraftKings. I had 40000 bucks in my bank. Aren't you know you when you see how your team's doing? Shouldn't you just like check once to see how many make the cut and then maybe check back Saturday night or Sunday morning? So or You should have seen to... me at the game. I checked every three seconds. Yeah, I'm like that too. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like that for like a 50-50. So, uh, Everything, my son's like, what do you think is going to happen? I go, it's golf. It's one hole. It's fast. I, I literally checked every two seconds. Yeah, that's tough, man. Uh, but Sunday, I, to my credit, Ronis, I did not check until 5 p.m. on Sunday because I thought I'd give myself another heart attack. 
Could and handle then it. You, then you check, and you're like, oh, man, I shouldn't yeah, even check Yeah, that exactly. Then I got pissed off. Am I seriously, really? Francisco Molinari, Francesco Molinari had minus, went minus eight. That was the end of it. There's my money. Gone. Oh, that was your guy? No, I had him on, every, I had him on my teams, but not that team. Oh, okay. You yeah, know when you have him worst. on like eight teams and not on the ninth? Yeah, that happens a lot in NBA, man. It's the worst. It's like, oh, man, so this is the one league that I really could have used him, and yep. he's not in this lineup. Right. Unreal. It's unreal. And then one lineup, I had Keegan Bradley, who went plus six on Sunday. Seriously? Plus six on Sunday, dude. That's terrible. That's it not is. the way you want to end the day. No, exactly. <laughs> I need minus six, not plus six. So I went from being your rich friend to just being your co-host. Well, I think that's not a bad place to be either. It's uh, you could have been in a better situation, <laughs> but hey, you know what? You're you're breathing, you're talking sports. It could be a lot worse. That is true. I am blessed. I am blessed, Adam. All right, who's coming up in hour number two? We'll have uh, Steve Renner, Scout DFS. We'll talk a little NHL with him and some NFL free agency as well. Uh, He's obviously. a Saints fan. He's yeah, a big Saints fan. He'll have some thoughts, I'm sure, on uh, Latavius Murray and Mark Ingram being gone. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater staying. Yes, uh, which I would think he's pretty pleased about. But yeah, I would we'll be. Find out. Yeah, I, look, I'm I'm pleased because God forbid Drew Brees gets injured, you're going to see a lot of Taysom Hill, but you'll also see Teddy B. Yeah, people love Taysom Hill in the fantasy community. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is he on the field? What are they I doing? Hate this guy? <laughs> That's pretty funny. All right, guys, this is Doctor Rotos. Be well and take care. Stay tuned for hour number two with Adam. Okay. And remember, go to scalfantasysports.com and enter the promo code BATS50. That's BATS50. We'll give you the best fantasy baseball information you can find anywhere. All right? BATS50, scalfantasysports.com. Back right after this. Yeah.